Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists, the podcast where comedians do art and have a chat. What's not to like? Uh, this week I'm joined by one of my very very good friends, Ed MacArthur. He's absolutely fantastic, voice of an angel, very funny comedy writer and actor. We've been in a thousand shows together and I think you're going to enjoy the episode. See you on the other side. Ed MacArthur is a fantastic comedy actor, writer and musician who co-wrote and starred in the smash hit live show String V Spitter with friend of the podcast Kyle Smith-Vino. Ed was a finalist in the 2021 Musical Comedy Awards and his songs have featured on Sky, BBC Radio 4 and BBC Radio Scotland. He's also got two albums on Spotify and Apple Music. Ed has had great success at the Edinburgh Fringe with a number of live shows, including Stack and Humoresque. And he has recently landed roles in TV shows such as Dreamland on Sky, Bad Education on BBC and The Emily Atak Show on ITV2. He's a big talent and one of my best friends and I'm thrilled to have him on the podcast. Nice, Annie. Hello, Ed. How are you? Good, thanks. We've never done that before, have we? (laughs) In our however many years of friendship. I was thinking on the way here, how many times have we been on stage together, do you reckon? And a fair few. We did, uh, when was our Edinburgh Fringe Tea Lights 2011. Show? So you've 2011. got the Edinburgh run, you've got the previews. You've got the previews. You've got the just the gigs in Leeds. Yeah. You've got all the I cameos was in, in Stack. Stack. Yeah. Are we t- I mean, and we did that at two Edinburghs, one in Bedlam, one in uh, Chow oh Roma. What? So actually, 25, 50, 75, it, could, it, could we have been on stage a hundred times? Yeah, I think we have. And I have no regrets about any of our time shared on the stage. No. What are your takeaways? Um, I loved performing at Bedlam Theatre <laughs> with you. Uh, my cameo as Princess Anne. There was no Lou backstage, was there? No. So if you needed to go, you had to run. You had to cross the street and go to Subway, and you had yeah. to walk in like like it wasn't a big deal, and sneak in the Subway Lou. And I think there was even yeah. a code. I also think we had radio mics, so we had to, even though I was only in your show for, I want to say, four minutes <laughs> max oh God, towards yeah. the end, I think we had to get there an hour and a half early. And every, <laughs> <laughs> and every night someone's got a different opinion on the sound levels. Yeah. Everyone becomes a bit of an expert going, you really need to turn the bass down. Um, it's crazy at the back. And then yeah. someone at the front goes, too much of you, not enough of the mute, or whatever. Just you know. mute it. Mute yeah. both mics. Just mute it all. But we had um, a laugh. We have a laugh. We it's don't have much, have but you. we have a laugh. <laughs> lovely to have you here. And I don't know what your choice of muse is. Have you chosen something for us to paint today? Mm-hmm. Go on. So you got me on because I'm a friend, but what you didn't know is that I was at one stage an acclaimed artist. Really? Did you know that? I didn't know that. But I gave it all up because, you know, I, I was wanted to focus on comedy. Yeah. I, when I was five, 
I won the Jubilate Arts Prize, 1994. Oh, Ed, sorry, I should have added that Did into you your bio. In? I, wasn't no. I was blushing too, I wasn't <laughs> listening. So I won it um, I won it by drawing this crab. Now, Wow, I love, I, so, I love a guest who arrives to the studio with a colour printout yeah, of a previous I just artwork. Got the, well, that's another cover. I just got the printer and Let's have the a whole look. thing's been a disaster. So that, um, so what happened was I was five and, you know, I'm in, I'm in art class and the teacher says, would you paint this crab? <laughs> and I don't really know why, I just paint the crab. And I, and I remember at the time being like, oh, it's not great, is it? It's really good. Well, I think, you know, anyway, I then, I'm at my dad's for the weekend and mm. he's reading the Blackmore Vale or the Western Gazette magazine. Yeah. And he opens it on a page, this ramp, and he goes, you didn't tell me you'd won a prize. And I said, what are you talking about? And then I saw my crab in the <laughs> in the Western Gazette. So I was like, what? That's my crab. Well, that's my crab. I did that one. I and love, then, it, yeah. It's- what do you think? I love it. It's beautiful. Spirally legs. Mm. The colour is very intense. Very intense. A very sort intense orange. blue sea, a bright orange. I love that it's just called crab. Yeah, it's just called crab. But I always remember feeling really embarrassed about how one claw is very big and the other one's just very small. I remember thinking that's rubbish. Yeah, but I think that's perspective, isn't it? Could be, it feels yeah. like it's slightly on its side. Um, so then I had to go to um, an art gallery in Weymouth yeah. to um, for the under eight section. I was wow. five. And I had to meet, and this is a picture of me meeting a man in, I don't know who he was, I guess he owned the gallery. And do you see I'm pointing at the crab and I'm so, ner- I remember being so nervous. And lots of people were taking pictures, I had to shake hands, got given a certificate. <laughs> and then I just never did any art again. It's like it never came up again. And mum's a, my mum's a picture framer, so she framed it all. And I, I guess the assumption was I was going to be this, you know, this child prodigy. And then yeah. I just don't remember ever doing any art again. So That's now I'm mad. kind of like, That's can an we amazing, with that guy? amazing photo mm. of you and what's he called, this guy? I don't know. What do you want to call him? Fred? Yeah. <laughs> Ed and Fred. <laughs> Ed and Fred. <laughs> you point to get your crab. Yeah. And there are, you can see the other kids' crabs next to The <laughs> inferior crabs are there. And you're like, that, those aren't. <laughs> and do you know, I remember mum being like, smile, smile, darling, smile. And I remember being like, I, I am smiling. But I'm not smiling there, am I? I'm looking. I'm smiling inside, Mum. Yeah. Yeah, you look quite scared, actually. I was a very lovely profile. Child. Yeah, I think so. On the young Ed, and I like the subtitle underneath that says Edward, aged five, receiving prize for crab. <laughs> <laughs> Winner of jubil- jubilate 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 arts prize under eight section. Yeah, Ed. You're a man of many talents. I'm oh. sorry that your artistic career sort of reached its peak then i just feel sad that it was never we just never really talked about it again i never really did any art or never i don't know it's like i only rediscovered this the other day and i thought maybe we could revisit the crab and see if i've still got it i'd love to do that and are you going to try and do like an exact replica or do you think you'll do a sort of twist on it now that you're in the over eights section so i think some artists some writers Mm. when they've created a a hit like i've done with the crab yeah they then years later they revisit it and try and improve it and actually you don't want to add too many tweaks because you might lose the flame. So I think I need to go for an exact replica of the 1994 yeah. crab. 1994. Mm. It was a different time, wasn't mm. it? <laughs> Do you think you'd seen a crab at that point? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Because we'd always go on holiday in the summer, go to Cornwall, and I'd, get, yeah. I'd have a net and try and catch a crab. And then I think you can tell. I think that's what gives you the edge over the other five-year-olds. Yeah, I like, think so. You've, you've, lived, you've lived it. You've breathed it. Yes, You've yes. touched a crab. And Do you, you think that re- comes through? Yeah, it's very visceral. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I'm sort of copying your five-year-old crab or whether I'm doing my own take. 
Um, I think where possible, own your own truth. But the exercise is crab. Crab. Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to do a crab that you'd have done in 1994 or do you want to do a 2022 crab? I want to do a crab of now. A crab of the time, 2022. The world's on fire. My crab is going to be of this moment, I think. In the sound of music, we'd always watch it as a family growing up and then mum would always go, when the little girl Gretel at the end goes, so long, farewell. Mum would always go, so sad she died in a car crash just a few years later. (laughs) And And is that true? She'd say it every, like it became part of the film. She'd say it every time. And then eventually... I did Google it a couple of years ago. Alive and well, living in LA. <laughs> but I remember thinking, that's so weird, because I, I really uh, just I never even questioned it. Just believe it. So how do you get such an intense orange out of the colours? Uh, and by the way, I don't paint. Not oh. since 1994. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just Googling crab because I lack imagination. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from a photo. Um, I've put your palette on the left because I know you are left-handed. That's, ex- that's amazing. <laughs> Um, I'd go well. Yellow and red is classic for making, of course, orange. But also, if you're replicating, yeah, I don't know. Is I'm it? not going to tell you how to do. You're you're an award winning artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think sometimes mm. because, um, because I I used to teach children. I feel, I feel like between six and eleven. Mm. Um, so I'm actually five at that point. So let's say between five and eleven, you're yeah. working out who you are. And you're developing your own interests and you've, your personality. Yeah. And, and uh, it's when you perhaps know yourself the best or, or going on this really exciting journey, being like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I'm this sort of person. And, and you're a real individual and yeah. you're unselfconscious. And then suddenly um, puberty hits and it all you just sort of forget about it all. Yeah. And then um, when you're in your sort of 20s again, you sort of go, hmm, maybe I do like origami or whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm wondering whether, you know, I oh no I have lost I'll tell you now I have lost it in the artistic <laughs> yeah but now you're sort of riddled with you know the self consciousness of being an adult yeah and also you've got the pressure of having won an award yeah <laughs> do you think that's part of it maybe Definitely. it was like oh it's so so it has to be perfect or else um this is for you that difficult second album yeah and that's why I've never dared try and live up to those heady heights of of Weymouth Art Gallery. It could be it, couldn't it? You've never even gone near a paintbrush because you won the award and what what's left for you after that? Yeah. So much of being an artist is being bad for ages and just getting better, isn't it? It's failure, yeah. Yeah, it, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, and your brother, of course, is an artist. He is an artist, yeah. But did a, he win any awards back in 94? Um, do you know, that's interesting as well because it's a bit like sort of... Um, Flowers in a in a in a forest where you don't want to take up to you know you you have to you have to find your, hang on what am I trying to say other than I guess we would we, you don't want to gr- grow in the same patch and hog sunlight so if one of you's good at something the other one's like oh I'll let him do that thing yeah so why was I not the artist yeah well that, uh, that's my question as well it, it was always his thing it was written in the stars it was written in the crab it was written in the crab <laughs> that you'd be the artist but he was yeah he was he was. He was quite artistic, but he kind of stumbled across the talent in his almost in his teens for sculpting, and now he um, is a very successful sculptor. Cast iron, bronze, resin. Um, I've just said a lot of words there: clay, bronze, statues. But I he also specialises in animal sculptures. Yeah. So quite interesting that your award was for crab. Yeah. And now he's the animal. Now artist. he's, if anything, he's the crab man. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it is quite amazing. I mean, none of us really understand. Like, I've never seen him sculpting. I've seen him before and I've seen him after. Do you think it's not true? Do you think he gets someone else to do it? I'm confident that he's doing it. But <laughs> but I, but I've, it's just like almost like a magic skill. Is it you that does it? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I might perpetuate. Yeah. I'm, oh, oh, hang on. Ruse. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I'm, I'm actually. This is really fun. This is great. I've never really since 94 i've just been so tied up <laughs> since the heady heights of 94 yeah. back when you were winning awards this is, this is fantastic oh no i've i've not left enough room for the big claw nor have i <laughs> i've i've sort of centered the crab in the middle of the canvas board and actually i can't put the i can't fit the pincers in and i don't want to do that thing that i think probably children do of like squishing no. you know not being true to the image yeah the composition of your 1994 crab is perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's immaculate. And I have tried to replicate that. And it's, it's, it's not working for me. It's also, I'm sure it's been helped by the framer. Shout out to mum. Did your mum frame it? Yeah, she framed it. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Let's have another look. Yeah. And she really lets the crab speak for itself. She doesn't go too big. She doesn't try, you know, she's not too busy with it. But that's also her calligraphy, her writing. It's beautiful writing. Yeah. Um, I like that she's framed it with a mount you know, like the white border around it, I think really helps the image. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it pop, doesn't it? Really pops. Yeah. And uh, Ed, you've just been filming Dreamland. Yes, right. If we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, I expect so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, um, um, how did it go? That's quite exciting. Well, it, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. But then, you know, who knows? Because so much can happen and change. But I was pretty impressed by everyone. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was amazing. But it's funny when you're kind of, when you're pitching up for a bit and you know doing a doing a few days on something, it's quite. I just play quite a sleazy estate agent, but it's quite um, funny how hard it is to be. It's funny how hard it is to be funny. I'm never going to be rude about anyone ever again in anything, because it's it's you, you know you send in a tape or whatever, or you get the part, and you think, oh yeah yeah, that sounds like my on my yeah. street. That should be quite an easy. That's in my wheelhouse. And then you get there and just well, first you have to wake up at about half past four, don't you? Normally yeah. you're up early, and that's not very funny. No, and then you get there, and uh, you sort of do your costume and you do your hair, and it's it looks different to how what you had in your own head. Probably looks more, probably looks better. You're like, oh, okay, I'll do it like that. Mm. And then when you go on the on the set, there's suddenly loads of people, more than there would be in one of my shows. You're like, oh, they're fine. They're not just ignore them. They're doing their job. Like, well, yeah. okay. And then um, you get instructions. You got to you got to hit your mark. That's really difficult. Mm-hmm. You've got to listen to the other As in people. Literally, where you're standing. Yeah. yeah, and and then it moves, and then and then someone gives you about five notes, and then you try and do the notes, and then you do about four of the notes, and then you go, ah, oh, I missed that fifth one, mm. and then you go again, and then you 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 talk over someone's line, and then you finally <laughs> nail it, and then uh, like a, a, a ice cream van comes past, yeah, and you're suddenly aware of the fact that it's so, everything is, and also everyone's so time poor, yeah. There's so much pressure to get. It. I just thought oh, it's the hardest thing in the world, so. Or you're like really pumped up about it at the beginning of the day, um, <laughs> and then your bit is actually filmed last in the entire day. Yes, and you only have sort of one chance to do it because they've not left enough time. And everyone's everyone's knackered because they've yeah. been there for three weeks, and uh, and then more important cast members have gone home because so your eyeline is now just like the corner of a box. Yes, <laughs> I, or you feel like you've really nailed a take, and then the director comes over and tells the more important person. Um, that they didn't quite get it right. And then you go, oh, I'll just do what I did again. And then you, yeah. you know you haven't. Um, so, anyway, we love it. Listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let me talk a bit more about Dream. I mean, it's got, it's got um, Kyle in it, friend of the pod. Yes. Um, who's amazing. 
And it's got lots of very brilliant people and an amazing director called Ellie, who I think's she gonna be big. I can't wait to see it. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's gonna be. But then who knows? You don't know, do you? I've seen some bit. I did some ADR on it, and I yeah. thought this still looks good. But so many things. There's so many. There's so many bits. And whereas with this piece of right. art, it's just me. <laughs> it's just, it's you. just you. Crab. It's just the crab. <laughs> and there's no. Um, there's no. You know. There's no other moving parts. We don't get someone in to do the, the, the mix the paint for us. I'd love to get someone in to just sort of um, do the claws for me. Yeah. The pincers. So, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to change the composition or make the claws. Like my claws don't fit on the page mm. currently is it has, have you ever had anyone restart oh good question i could just turn it over but also yeah, yeah. but also you can't actually turn it over because it's it's just paper on the back <laughs> and it's canvas on the front but okay. what you can do is paint over it but i'm sort of reluctant to paint no over I, th- it. I think just you know this is this Go is with it this also it just makes you it makes me realize how just how good i was in 94 mm. because trying to there's so much i'm taking for granted <laughs> Are you going to do any more albums? I love your comedy songs. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're kind to say. Well, we might Favourites? Have to, we might, um, favor, I like, it's funny what you think is, because I made the recent album, um, Lyra, I made during yeah. lockdown. Yeah. And I, I assumed live performance was dead forever and we'd never have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I just made what I thought was funny. Yeah. Assuming I'd never perform it live. And then um, the songs that I thought would go down really well live haven't. And the ones that I thought, oh, people won't get that, have gone better. So I did some gigs in Brighton the other day. So a song called Chicken or Beef, <laughs> um, which went down way better than it should have done. And then there's one called Blue Bear Storage about a self-storage company in Peter- um, Peterborough. Yeah. And um, I think it's funny. It went for absolutely nothing. So I don't know. <laughs> Tricky, isn't it? But yeah, I, I like tell you my favourites. Go on then. If you're interested. Yeah, go on. Uh, North Face Jacket. Yeah. And Dreams. Um, Dreams. Yeah. That's nice of you to say. Dreams. I wonder yeah, if I, I just have quite sort of sentimental taste because those are two of your slower songs. Two slower numbers. That's yeah. interesting. You want to bring it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're good to paint to because they're just not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe we'll add them in at the end. How do you feel about I that? I think. What do I think? Yeah, could do. But, <laughs> um, we had a sketch in our university sketch group, the Leeds Tea Lights show. The Leeds Tea Lights. Um, our 2011 show, Animals with Jobs, we had a sketch set in an art gallery. Da 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 da, art gallery. We made little musical stings between yeah. the sketches. That was my mum's favourite part of the show. So I listened to them the other day because I was throwing out my old desktop mm-hmm. and I was copying all the garage band files over so that, you know, I keep hold of everything I've ever got on there mm-hmm. and uh, found all of our old songs. And do you know what? In the same way that in 1994 I was creating tre- <laughs> tremendous art. Listen, normally I think you're meant to look back at your student art and go, oh, so embarrassing, yeah. student uh, comedy. But I, th- I think there was some really good stuff there. And the other thing I bought, occasionally if I'm trying to write a, a song, yeah. I'll borrow chord progressions from when I was 15. Wow. Because I actually think I was listening to more music then. I think, you know, there's an argument for we're not as bad as we thought we were. And that you can get a lot of inspiration from from when at a time when you were probably I was probably listening to the most music when I was fifteen. Yeah, what now, sort of stuff were you listening to? Great question. What was I listening to most? I got I I, re, I used to read NME magazine, mm-hmm. so I was listening to loads of um, all the indie bands. Yeah, I was obsessed with that. I remember when the Arctic Monkeys came out? That was big, wasn't it? Yeah, that was big. Ten out of ten, they got an NME. Ten out of ten <laughs> review. Um, you can't ask for much more than that, can you? You can't really. Yeah, we used um, to go to Camden Crawl about that time. Camden Crawl. That sort of. Who would you see at Camden Crawl? 
Who did we see? Um, oh my god, this looks like the of... Union Jack. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, whoopsie. Um, I see you're adding sort of political comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you didn't have Look in closely. 94. Look closely and you'll realise it's all just, it's just crab. <laughs> um, sorry, I cut you off there. You were talking about the Camden crab. Yeah, I can't remember who we saw, but all the classic indie um, indie guys. Um, favorite, got a favourite? I used, I mean, less indie, but I used to love, um, I suppose... It's pop rock, like pop rock. um, <laughs> you mean the genre. Oh, sorry, I thought you were just listening about some forty-one. Yeah, amazing. The Offspring. I got really into that sort of thing. We just listened to The Offspring on holiday. Did you? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not happy with what I've done there. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. It's also it's quite good in the gym to revisit yeah. music you listen to in your teen years. For some reason, I don't know why. It's sort of like it's like um, Linkin Park. Oh, Linkin Park. Yeah, I've, we've gotten really into a, um, uh, a, a like a new metal, heavy metal band called um, Bring Me the Horizon. Been to see them live quite a few times, mm. and it's so good. Like I used to kind of look at that music and go, "What is going on there?" <laughs> and now I'm like, "Well, all other music is a, you know, it's." Is a metaphor for them for the real deal, which is them. What, what so are they? Cool. Just very good performers. Great, amazing performers. But it's just so it's so intense and angry and emotional. You're like, yeah. There's a place for it, isn't there? Oh, it's there's a place cathartic. for it. Just... Yeah, especially during lockdown when you're going on these runs and there's this guy screaming, going, yeah. <laughs> What's going on in the world? Have you got any aside from your brother Charlie mm. Smith? Have you got any favorite artists? Um, so I'll be honest, I'm art. I get really frustrated with it because I think I've got one of those, we all got maybe senses or interests that are, so for example, I love music and I love um, comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I hear a good line, I'll probably remember it, you know, yeah. whereas art, and I, and I can feel, whereas, whereas if I go to an art gallery and I kind of look at art, I just find myself staring at it, waiting for something magic to happen. Yeah. And it just sort of doesn't. And I, and I just feel very ignorant and quite stupid when I go to an art gallery quite a lot. Um, whereas when I speak to people like you, you're kind of like, oh, you know, you talk about how art makes you feel. I go, oh, I wish I, wish I felt like that. So maybe it, you just have never found an artist who you connect like mm. connect that well with. I went to an Egon Schiele. Um, yes, your wife's once. a very big fan of yeah. Egon Schiele. We went to that, and I kept saying, "God, so fucked up. I love it." I kept saying that to try and fit in. Yeah, but it was very. It, that was quite bold, isn't it? That's quite like torsos and everything looking like bodies looking like hanging flesh. Yeah. Um, and that was quite cool. But generally, um, I kind of defer to people who know better about art. But I love my own work from 94. <laughs> um, you love crab. Yeah. Yeah, and we do look around. I saw a Monet exhibition once. thought it was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really he nice. He is really nice. I mean, yeah. that doesn't particularly make me feel much, but I can appreciate sort of how, how good a painter he was. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I think I'm always quite good. If I've met someone once, I'll tend to remember a face quite, quite a lot. To the point that... Um, if I'm in a busy, if I'm in Paddington Station mm. and there's hundreds of people, my eyes will go, "Oh, is, there's a rugby player." I tend to like be drawn to faces that I recognise and I've seen before. And there's a, a there's a skill called super detection. There was a guy in the Metropolitan Police who, in 2011, during the riots or after the riots, just looked through a book of um, faces. Mm-hmm. And was able to draw them from just seeing the, like the nose of someone on CCTV. Could go. I think wow. that guy was looting that store or whatever. And so there's this like wing of super detectors. And I took the like University of uh, uh, Warwick super detector test. Yeah. <laughs> I was you know I was in the mix, but I'm not a super detector. But I still came away thinking, oh, okay, I think I'm quite good with faces. Okay. Terrible nice. with other senses, but face is quite good. So you took the test and they were like, no, you're not a super detector. And yeah, you took yeah. them that. <laughs> they said, I keep, think they I said, am, actually. They keep in touch. <laughs> so I, I still think that I'm, I, you know, I could, you could work on it like any skill. But I wonder if that is a product of going to um, a sort of school that prepares you for being like quite charming and good with people. Yeah, maybe. Is that fair or is that unfair? Yeah, or, or as well, uh, home life as well, if you have sociable and, yes, parents. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and my parents are all very... I've got loads of parents, and they're all very sociable. So, How yeah, it's so a kind got? of double. Um, i got I got four of them. Yeah. i got steps as lot, well. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they're all they're all very sociable and love company. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I'm not so good with names, actually. So I could tell someone where I've met them before. Interesting. But I might forget their name. But um, why did I bring that up? What were we talking about? Um, couldn't tell you. no. That's, so that, that's probably my job to sort of keep track of the conversation. <laughs> I'm liking this more. I've sort of felt like I was ruining it and I've come back round to sort of appreciating what... I've accepted the pincers are not going to be part of the painting. Have you heard about the six stages of creativity or whatever it is? No, go on. Um, that guy spent that brilliant comedian, Spencer Jones, yes. talks about it. And he said something friend like... Of the podcast. Friend of, is he? Yeah. Have you had him on? Yeah. I bet he'd be brilliant. He's brilliant. God, he's funny, that guy. Yeah. He... Um, he said something like the six stages that he'd heard about where it's like, oh, I think this is going to be good. Oh, I think it's going to be amazing. And then, oh, is it good? Oh, no, it's awful. I should quit. Yeah. And then the final one is like, I think it's going to be all right. I think I've had all of those already. It's very true, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. It is. It's just part of being an artist, I suppose. Yeah, there's just that... Um, there's that bit where you're convinced you can cheat the system and go, oh, this is going to be brilliant the whole way through and it's going to be a smooth ride. It's never a smooth ride. It's never. But if it was a smooth ride, would the art be that good? Do you know, I wouldn't mind it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind a smooth ride. There's just something about um, you just can't cheat uh, making mistakes and learning from doing a show. Or I'm thinking specifically about doing a show. Yeah. Like, what if we just arrive and the show from day one is brilliant yeah. and it never, it never ever is. works? What's happening with your brilliant show String v spitter. String v spitter. Yeah. Well, we've started doing these um, uh, live shows where we, you know, for kind of special occasions at Soho Theatre, which is really fun. Like we had a Halloween special in which you featured Anne. Yes, we had our twins, twins. come back. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, uh, it's quite funny uh, hosting a night actually, because yeah. you just completely forget. You're kind of like who are all these people in the dressing room? 
And also, you feel re- everyone's got loads of tech and uh, <laughs> trying to be like a really relaxed host, which yeah. obviously Kyle's so good at just being super charming and relaxed. And I'm just pretending to be, but also going, oh my goodness. Oh, I thought you were both right. brilliant hosts. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, what a relief. Well, On and off stage. On and off. But um, So we're doing that and then we're, we're trying to um, uh, get it on the telly. That'd be great. It would be nice, actually. I'd love it. How did you come up with the concept for the children's entertainers? Um, we so we met at the Fringe 2016, and um, both of us were children's entertainers, and we sort of thought that'd be fun, and we mm-hmm. both loved music, and then also I saw um, as in you Amit- both were children's entertainers as your day at, jobs at one at what yeah at one point in our lives, but we yeah. we didn't meet doing that. We just yeah. met at the Fringe, but but um, uh, I went to see Amadeus mm-hmm. at the National. And I'd seen the film as well, and I was just thinking how Salieri in that is uh, this kind of um, snobbish, hard-working, entitled character who's very, very um, troubled by Mozart's genius and the fact mm-hmm. that Mozart's this kind of, you know, madly behaved, kind of big, just big child, and it's their kind of rivalry. And mm-hmm. I thought it'd be quite funny if we just um, took our rivalry very, very seriously. Yeah. In a kind of one's a grime artist and one's the posh classical, so he's a bit of Mozart and I'm a bit of Salieri. And it then, works and then we so kept well. Doing, we just yeah kept working on it every year for about five years, um, and then we're finally sort of doing stuff with it. It's so it's so fun to. Do. I think everyone should be in a double act with Kyle at some point in their lives. Yeah, he's a very talented man. If I was prime minister, I'd make it mandatory that everyone does <laughs> like six months on the road with Kyle because you learn so much. Everyone about, has to do sketch comedy. That's you've got your to first do sketch policy. comedy. Yeah, yeah, or be in a band. Yes. Um, just be involved somehow. You've got to do it and understand, yeah, just like performance energy and being relaxed and going with the flow and understanding when things go wrong. It's, it's, it's so fun. And do you think you'll release the or an album of songs from your live show with Kyle? Oh, that'd be fun. I think you yeah, should. Yeah, we got, so we got lots of them recorded, so we should do that. We yeah. should do that. Definitely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, did need, you, yeah. Do you have a favourite children's entertainer from when you grew up? Do you have one that you keep going back to? <laughs> Who inspired you? Um, do I have a favourite children's entertainer? Um, Gilbert Giggles. Sooty. Does he Sooty, count? Sooty. I really liked Sooty. <laughs> it was Barney. The bit, I guess. Yeah. Barney's after our time, though, isn't he? Is that right? The purple dinosaur. Yeah, Barney was like incredibly lame, wasn't he? I felt we like we were too now. old for yeah. Barney. I'm wondering what that would look like in a the TV show because obviously you can have like your biggest fan, yeah, a kid who loves your stuff, who'll suddenly become too old and outgrow it. And and there's quite resistance. What when a child's like, no, no, I'm seven now. Yeah, it was and like when Pokemon got big. I felt like oh, this is really pathetic. Right, right. But I did love those um, sort of <laughs> gooey, gooey aliens. Pathetic. You guys are pathetic. <laughs> you remember those? What were you doing that was less pathetic? Oh, nothing. But you know, um, like squeezing those jelly aliens. Do you yeah. remember those? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there were rumours that they were poisonous. They came in like a sort of Kinder Egg plastic box. And it was just like goo, but had an alien in it. I got no, I know, I don't remember really? that at all. No, Did that I was just that? not a thing. I think I was too busy with yo-yos. Did you do yo-yos? Yo-yos, yeah. Pogs, Tazos. And I can still do the triangle or the swing, whatever that nice. one, that, that yo-yo trick. That's cool. Uh, are they are they come back again? Were they back in for a bit? There's one called the Brain. Oh wow. Mm. Furbies, I liked. Furbies. You probably not into Furbies. Or? No, but there was also that wasn't there a. Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. And there was a, there was a, a, pup, a dog with lots of puppies. You had to look after the puppies. No, I wasn't into that. Pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. How is your dog? Tippy's very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really well. Friend we of go the f- podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
what do you say, like, if I was a child and I was, like, struggling? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, say with a crab painting or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just general, like, life confidence. What sort of advice are you dishing out? Well, um, the main thing that I would um, come back... I often, yeah, I like working with kids with... Um, low confidence maybe because that's quite that's quite it's really sweet that if you know you, ha- you have certain things like oh he's lacking motivation he's really lazy I, I wouldn't know how to mm. get through to someone like that but if you have a student who's uh who's just loves a certain thing but is really shy mm-hmm. that was always really fun to try and sort of work on that together but what i suppose one of the things is that there are no mistakes only opportunities to learn thank you what do you think do you like i that? love that there are no mistakes any opportunities to learn so for example here am i painting what is frankly let's let's be honest a per- the perfect crab the 94 crab yeah <laughs> but yeah, um i know it i know it have you heard of it the yeah. jubilate it's crab it's like the sunflowers but, it's the 1994 but crab. i think a fear of making mistakes has often um been a big problem for me and and actually if everything if you put so much pressure on everything to be perfect um can you hear my stomach rumbling i did hear that yeah. but i thought it was the tube <laughs> no i'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're in a soundproof, we've just been on holiday, and the the couple we were with were fasting, and oh, I, tedious. I, yeah, I sort of thought sometimes I'll just well, I won't have breakfast and I give it a go. But are they not all just really? I feel really hungry. I cannot think of anything worse. I mean, it's supposed to be good for you, isn't it? Like in moderation. I get, I, and I can understand that it's giving you a digestive system a break. Is that what's happening? But I would say if I'm going on holiday with some people and they're fasting, I'm thinking. I've gone on holiday with the wrong people. Well, they were great. They were great company, and they were, and we were allowed to eat. But I sort of felt like you know eating is one of life's great pleasures, especially on a yeah. holiday. So Not you want to? But the thing is, they both look amazing. Yeah, yeah. At what cost? Em? At what cost? Breakfast. Also, I just couldn't be nice to people if I was fasting. I think. Can you, do you hear that other rumble? No. Can you hear it? <laughs> it's really kicking off down there. So um, when you say, sorry, um, we should there, go back one. Well, yeah. there are no. There are no mistakes, there any are no opportunities mistakes. to learn. And is would it, you just sort of open with that, or do you? So you would. What you'd do is you'd you'd that you'd frame that as being like, well, you've got maybe a fear of making mistakes. Yeah. And that's fair enough because mistakes, you know, you, you want to be feel like you're good at stuff. And do but, you acknowledge that with them? Are you like, this is what you have? Like, well, no. You might just be like, how do you? You might just go through some work together. Yeah. And then they um, they'll they'll be upset when they got it wrong, and mm-hmm. you try and change it. So you change the story. So you go well instead of. Um, so what we do is you go through a test let's say and then when they get it right you go yes and if they get it wrong you go yes yes this is the, our chance to learn and improve because you can't improve unless you make mistakes nice. and um, and it's quite nice even as an adult thinking like that being like okay where's the what, what can I learn today yes, whereas yes. in the past I was always like everything has to be perfect it's got to be perfect yeah. or it'll be a disaster the fringe has got to be a perfect yeah. or else the whole thing's a failure and actually you go well as long as you're getting better that's all that really matters Anyway, I really um. Sorry, what was your name? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, who do you know here? Sorry, yeah, yeah, very serious. How but did I, you get this address? I, <laughs> it is a, it is a comedy podcast, but there sort are sort of it's know, painting and chat. It's painting and chat. Also, you can just cut out. Well, I guess it is mostly just me being quite serious. Why am I so? Serious? It's because I haven't eaten. No, I don't know. I'm enjoying this, oh, and yeah. I and I sort of wanted. I I asked for this sincerity for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. But do you think? Do you think? Okay, so what? All right, Anne. Yeah. What um, is a mistake you've made recently? You can learn from. What's been an opportunity to learn? Um, great question. Let's say specifically with your art, then. With my art, I'm struggling with a commission, <gasps> and I um, 
The last thing I did to it before I sort of left the studio and haven't been back since was I just, I made the, I was quite bold with the colours and I just did some like very loose brush strokes and I thought I've slightly made it better in, but without, I think, what am I trying to say? Sometimes you can get too like obsessed and pernickety about lines and shapes and if you just like loosen things up a bit, it gives you a bit, it gives you a new perspective. Interesting. And I think having time away from something and coming back to it is invaluable. Uh, case in point, look at my 94. <laughs> I've seen it and raised it. This is even better. Is it? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. You're going to be winning awards before you've even left the studio. It's a Jubilate double. Jubilate. Jubilate. I went to Weymouth. Sorry, I said Jubilate at the beginning. Jubilate. Oh, so embarrassed jubilate. about that. <laughs> yeah. The ju- what do you think that means? Jubilate Arts Prize. Aged five in the under eights. <laughs> So promising. Yeah, so what they'd happened? have been seven-year-olds have been seven. losing to yeah. a five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And, and a, you'd and be going, yes, yes, it's an opportunity to learn, you opportunity losers. Opportunity to learn, you losers. But I'm looking at the other stuff on the wall in the picture where I'm pointing at my picture. There's other crabs. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm looking at them and going, why is mine better than theirs? And it's because theirs lack, there's a deafness with my crab. Yeah. There's a subtlety <laughs> in the lines, whereas there's some, they, they've just gone too big and bold. It looks... And theirs look the, childlike. You won because of the frame. <laughs> I won because of the frame as well. Theirs look childlike. Yeah. Yours doesn't. Yours looks like a sort of Matisse. Yeah. Yeah. I assume Matisse is Before some sort of Before he artist. went blind. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about Matisse. Tell me about Matisse. Well, he does some quite nice shapes like this. I feel like he might have even done a crab, you know. Do you think? We'll look that up at the end. I met um, a flight attendant called Hutties once. <laughs> Hutties. Yeah. Hutties. She was Australian. Metro at a sixtieth. Didn't chat for long, but I just kept saying Hatis. Didn't you fly to Australia but go to the wrong um city? I flew to see some Australians mm. in Germany and flew to the wrong city. Yes. Uh, Where did you I went fly to see to? Tim and I went to see my friend Flynn, Flynn Francis, great songwriter. Yeah. I went to see him and I flew to I <laughs> he lives in Berlin and I flew to Munich. <laughs> and, I, and then when I flew and he was. He went, man. I think there's been a miscommunication. I went. I live in Berlin, and I was like, what? So why for months when I've said Munich, have you said yeah Munich? <laughs> he and he's like, I thought it was like a, like a drama school in joke, like a British in joke. <laughs> That's so funny. Really, to not, really mad. Not question um, it. I think stand I up is eighty percent confidence. Ooh, where have you, where have you plucked that number from? My ass. <laughs> Robbie Williams's ass. Yeah. Well, I wonder what it would look like if you just went on stage and just spent the first few minutes telling everyone how funny you were going to be. Yeah. That, that's funny. Yeah. It's probably funny, but it's also important. You go, oh, what a relief. And then people yeah. might not even notice if you're actually not that funny. Yeah. Lou always says, which I think is a phrase that she got from Sarah Pascoe, but nothing friend to of the brew. Pod? Friend of the pod. She's not been on the pod, actually. Ah. Um, Maybe she, she's got her own podcast about that. She's probably got, she's probably got enough on. <laughs> Um, nothing to prove, everything to share. Nothing it, to prove, everything to share. Wow. And it's getting rid of that mentality of being like, oh, which I often have. And I'm trying to get out of the habit of having. But definitely when I first started comedy, I had the whole like, oh, they hate me. They're going to hate me. You know, mm. the audience, they don't, why don't they, they might not understand. They don't like who I am. Oh, I'm a girl. Yeah. You know, just getting yeah. rid of that and being like, they're, they're here because they want to have a good time. Mm. They want you to be good. Yeah. Go out there. Nothing to prove, everything to share. Nothing to prove, everything to share. That's really good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I can't wait to... I mean, I, yeah. 
I can't, I can't wait, wait to, share. to claim that as my own. <laughs> I can't wait to pass that off as my own on my podcast. On my own podcast. Oh, that's really good. Okay, I'm doing reflections on the shell of the crab. Don't be intimidated. Are you? Yeah. Um. All right. What am I? The, mm, I've not looked closely enough. There's some light blue here. I'm wondering if I've given it too many legs. <laughs> Do, oh my goodness! How many legs does a crab have? I think eight. One, two, three, four, five, One, six. Two, yes. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight. We're good. Eight legs on the crab. We good. We good. We good. Um, so you do like crab, or you're allergic to it? Like, yeah, I was very, I was very ill after crab one. I think I don't think I have any allergies really, but I was just ill one night after I had. Also, if you order a crab, very expensive, very, yeah. very busy, and I was still eating, I was still hacking into it, um, long after everyone else had finished their main. And yeah. I remember ordering it, and someone saying, "Oh, that'll be fun," and it was just a lot of admin and lots of different tools. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a crab sort of presented to me like in its hard shell. I've had sort of soft shell, tempura crab, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I've had like a crab sandwich, which I actually don't think I love the taste of. It's quite surprisingly meaty, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I find the texture sort of mad. Yeah, it's a strange old, it's a strange old taste. It's lots of like little lines. But I've had, I've had, yeah, lots of little lines. <laughs> That's a very artistic way of putting it. Thank you. I do a bit of art as well. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Tom York from Radiohead describe the ocean as little triangles. Wow. I'm absolutely obsessed with that. I once served him a butternut squash risotto. Did you really? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. He was a regular at Branca, which was a very nice Italian restaurant I used to work at oh, in Oxford. wow. And yeah. Did you get anything out of him? I can't he see. He tipped very well, actually. Seriously, I didn't good. get much out of him, sort of conversationally, but he was quietly nice and polite. Yeah, and great. Could you ask for more? No, great not really. I um, didn't want to push it, you know. I saw him once, and I was reading Arsene Wenger's autobiography, and I had the book. And that I just must be thinking, quite recent, then. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, oh, "What a shame that I'm." Re- I mean, you know, you know, and just think that's not cool. I'm not cool in that moment. Oh, I think that's cool. It's cool. It's Am cool, but in, in a different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, it's cool in. You wish you'd been reading T.S. Eliot. I wish I'd been reading T.S. Eliot or something, yeah. What would he, what would he... I think he did used to read T.S. Eliot in pubs in Oxford, yeah. Did he really? So that's... But I don't think you can go around reading (laughs) With your war hammer and your T.S. Eliot. No, I'd be more embarrassed if someone caught me reading poetry. But then the only people going out reading poetry want to be caught. Yes, it's quite performative, isn't it's it? If you, go, if you go into a, if you're going into a pub, God, be reading biographies of the best manager of all time. What's the difference between a? We were asking, we were talking about this yesterday. What's the difference between an autobiography and a memoir? Autobiography, you write yourself, and a memoir could be ghostwritten. Oh, is that right? Well, I but don't then know. is that? A, well, then I guess what's the difference between a biography and a memoir? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes, thank you, Ed. Actually, <laughs> memoir. I, I prefer the sound of memoir. I memoir. feel like memoir sounds sound from the voice of an angel. Actually, stop it. Memoir sounds like you'd have to be a bit older. It feels like there's more like looking back, like yeah. on a life lived, rather than biography. It's just like could be someone who's just been on, you know, <laughs> been in the jungle and now has a book. <laughs> I think I've. Sort of nearly finished my crab. Well, how's I, yours coming along? I finished mine hours ago. <laughs> I've just been like making it You finished it yours in '94. I finished. Yeah, yeah. I, when I work, when I paint, I paint quickly. Yeah. Quick fire round. Oil or watercolor? 
I like oil for cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Portrait or landscape? Portrait. Can you separate the art from the artist? Mm, not really. Lobster or crab? Lobster. Tortured artist or logical explorer? Oh, um, I think logical explorer. Talk about or think about art? Uh, talk about it. Looking at a painting close up or far away? Just get as far away as you can. <laughs> the Scream or Starry Night? Uh, the Scream. Private view or view of privates? <laughs> uh, private view. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Um, what's this? Uh, this is... What are we doing? I suppose we're looking at an image. Mm, I'd go it's still life. Yeah. But it's not really because we don't have the crab in the room. That's, I guess that's what I'm known for. Sorry, can we get it's... the crab in the room, please? <laughs> I'm known for painting from still life. Yeah. Painting from... Oh, I've asked you that. What, uh, you, what did you want to ask me? Just exactly the same question. Well, can I, I'll have another go then. <laughs> ask me twice. Painting ask me three times, get a real answer. <laughs> painting from life, landscape or still life? Life. Wait, hang on. What did I say before? <laughs> Can't remember. Just if there's a crab, it I'll paint like Groundhog it. Day. If, there's, if there's a crab, I'm going to paint it. Um, take that or Robbie as a solo artist. I think Robbie is a solo artist. Yeah, I think we're we're lucky to have the guy. Art or music? Oh, that's very difficult. Um, I think I think music is one of the great mysteries of the universe. Like because we don't even know what's going. It's like sound frequencies mm. and rhythms, and it's universal. And no, and everyone. Well, I just prefer music. Yeah, is my I think music is the ultimate art form. Do you reckon? Do you reckon? Yeah. You should start a music podcast. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> art or books? Oh, books. Comedy or art? Um, art is superior, but I prefer comedy. Thank because, you very much. Thank you. No, no, say, say give a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said thank you very much. I'm going to end it there. Um, I, uh, because I think when, when it's very, I always loved it when, Everyone was in on a joke. That always felt great. Yeah. And there's something about when you, I remember being like six or seven, probably a few years after the crab, and <laughs> noticing teachers laughing at the same things students were laughing at and thinking, this is magic. Yeah. And always wanting to know what adults were finding so funny. That was a big thing. And, and, and they'd always be laughing and you'd always have to, what's so funny? What's so funny? Yeah. And you'd have had to know something. Like you'd have had to know whatever it was. You'd have had to understand that that that, that was a beer or something. I'd be like, oh, okay. So next time I'll know. Yeah. Um, so I really like it when everyone's in on a joke. But can you all be in on an art? Can you all be um, in on a crab? <laughs> I guess that's the beauty of comedy, isn't it? Is that when it goes well, everyone's laughing at the same time. Mm. Whereas in a play, which I would say probably more people consider an art form, mm. you don't know what the fuck people are thinking or feeling. No. Unless they're like looking at their watch. or When a play is good, it's possibly the best of all of them. But you gen- generally, you know, because it's so hard to make something good because there's so many moving parts on that. Like you can yeah. have a really good writer and then some bad actors or really good writer, really good actors, dodgy yeah. director, or all three of those are amazing. And then, I don't know, some, the, the venue's too hot. <laughs> or like yeah. there's so many variables or the, or the lighting is suddenly, the lighting designer gets just, just loses their mind and it's too busy. <laughs> and the whole show, I remember it takes to how bad the lighting was. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you there's mean. There's so many variables and, and also the timing of it. it can come out at the wrong time when there's a better show of the same theme down the road. I don't know. But um, whereas, yeah, being a comedy, there's less variables. You just got a microphone. True. Oh, do you know what I'm not? Do you know what I'm thinking about though? Is when I do solo stuff, I do musical comedy. Yeah. Lugging. I went to Brighton Comedia recently. Amazing yeah. venue. Really great crowds. And just like the driving there, paying for parking in Brighton, 
offloading an accordion, a piano and a bag of props. I've got to carry them down, put them backstage. (laughs) And then I've also got to go and park the car somewhere else. And then also you've got to do a tech, which no one else has to do. Yeah. And so you've got to be there early. And then on a mixed bill night, when it's your turn to go on, you've got to like bring on your keyboard. You know, we talk about the important five seconds when you walk on a stage being like, hi. I'm going to be fucking phenomenal. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'm this just like... This is my ass and I'm yeah, going to be phenomenal. I'm, this is my ass and I'm phenomenal. Instead, it's like, this is my keyboard and I'm going to plug it in. <laughs> and I always find that really eggy. There's another comedian who was backstage who, when he saw me lugging all the stuff, he's like, hey, you know what you could do? Just bring a pen and paper, write some fucking jokes, man. Did he say that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cutting. It's cutting, but it is also it does feel like, when it goes well, it does feel like you're cheating because you're bringing on like a shield. That you can hide behind. Yeah, but I think there's almost more pressure when you've brought, at least if you've brought on a pen and paper and mm. you're with a microphone and <laughs> something doesn't happen or whatever, you're just like, oh, you know, you can like brush stand up off quite easily. Yeah. Whereas with once you've like, once you're doing a comedy song and people aren't going for it. Oh, God. I mean, it's all tough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That chicken or beef song, I'm very pleased with it because when, go- when it hits, it really hits. But when yeah. it doesn't, and you realise within five seconds, you go, this is going to be three minutes. It's going to be yeah, three the, the, lonely the minutes. The bigger the sort of spectacle, yeah. the worse it feels if it doesn't go well, Yeah, I would say. And that's, I think, when I'm at my most psychopathic, I reckon. Yeah. Is when... Um, Chicken or beef. You're holding, the, yeah, you're holding the line, knowing that it's not landed. You've maybe not set it up right. Or people yeah. just aren't, don't get what's funny. Or they just don't find it funny. Yeah. But you're still going to have to keep doing it. If you were doing stand-up, you'd then stop and change the subject and acknowledge it went badly and everyone would yeah. laugh at the fact that you've also noticed it's gone badly and you move on but you have to you have to see out the backing track of three minutes yeah. I've once uh, in Twins the double act I do with Jack Barry friend of the I've, pod friend of the pod has he been on? <laughs> yeah yes what did he paint? we painted Tiger King it was peak lockdown <laughs> <laughs> I once tried to communicate with him via eye contact alone that we should miss out the next sketch and move straight to the other one really? and obviously it didn't translate I was like Jesus. And then started trying to whisper, should we just go straight to this? <laughs> oh my goodness. Da, 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 da. Oh! That's amazing. <gasps> wow. I love it. We've both been inspired by 1994. There is no denying that. Annie, yours is really good. Oh, thanks. Ed, yours is lovely. I've got um I've got arguably too much Annie McGrath art on my wall already. But what would that one <laughs> what would that go for? Um I don't know. It's a crude don't question, know. sorry. A crab sandwich. Beauty's in the eye. You call it call it crab ninety four. Crab ninety four. I love how sort of stylized yours is. You've gone quite bold with the outline of yeah. the pincers. I think because once I realised it was a Union Jack, I thought I've can I soften the political statement that I'm making with it. Yeah. Make it's it really orange. nice. I like the sort of yellow glow you've given it. Yeah. Didn't do it in, well no, I did do it to an extent in ninety four, but not consciously. <laughs> <laughs> 94 was very uh, sort of subconscious you're the way the light hits your crab well that's the reflection i was talking about rather oh smugly God. earlier incredible should we both sign our paintings oh now this is really important yeah how do you do it i always go bottom right corner very boring sort of capitalized initials yeah yeah yeah, yeah. with the thinnest i think you might have the thin brush over there so i'll let you yeah you go do first. you think i should do because i've got the placement wrong and i've got a big gap at the top do you think I should sign it at the top? Yeah, I'd sign top left if I were you. And do you know what or I'm thinking left. about? What, what if I think? turned oh, the picture upside down wow. and sign it like that? 
No, I think, no. I think, the, I love the idea of that, but mm. I think if we're going to be looking at this as a sort of diptych to 94, yeah. I think the way you had it was right yeah, okay. the first time. Let's give that another go. Okay, I'm going to do, in which case I'm going to sign the top of it. No, I'll sign bottom left, initials. I might sign in sort of brown or brown on blue. Do you think that'll work? Brown on blue? I don't have one of those imaginations where I can, I can, I'm so bad with, like, do you, you know, in, in fashion people go, yeah. oh, don't wear those two together. And you go, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> like, I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, because so yeah, not it. wearing black and navy was a thing, but then that sort of became fashionable at one point. I don't think I can see the difference. Are you colourblind? Mm, I just, I just think the difference is so negligible that they're both basically black. <laughs> And and I find it weird. I find it weirdly pedantic. We were going. I think you mean navy. I, go, I mean basically black. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like when you see a car and someone goes, "There's a matte black car," and I go, "Well, it's a black car." I go, well, matte black. Yeah. Well, it's basically. It's a different effect, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The per- the owner of a matte black car is going to be a very different <laughs> owner to the uh, shiny black. And as, and assuming assuming assumably as presumably <laughs> presumably, <laughs> presumably <laughs> assumably <laughs> assumably they're going to be uh, hope that you noticed. That it's matte black. So yeah. maybe that's what it's about. It's like, well, I've gone the extra... But then why are we signposting matte? Why aren't we saying shiny black versus... Why is shiny the norm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why aren't we saying non-matte black? Non-matte black. Um, I love, in Edinburgh, a flyer with a matte finish. Oh, my goodness. Over a coated finish. Is they, are they still... I didn't do the fridge. Are they still... Were you up there? So I went for a few days. I are they still... My head in. Is flyering still... Doesn't feel in the spirit of. Um, I think flyering was a thing because there was lots of controversy over the lack of app. Oh so yeah, of I think course. Flyers were quite. Oh my important. goodness. Do you think you describe the fringe as a friend of the pod? Yeah. Yeah. After friend that, and enemy. Friend and enemy of the pod. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you finished with that paintbrush. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, do you need? Do you need that one? <laughs> yeah, but I'll use it after oh, you. Yeah, yeah, go on. Have yeah, you I'm, signed? Yeah, I'm done with it. I signed in black. And Matt, are Matt you black. dating yours? Am I dating? Oh, <laughs> like, sorry, like sorry. romantically. That was weird. Um, <laughs> Am I going on a date with my crab? Please? I'll call it uh, 2022. Yeah, I haven't dated it, actually. Um, I'm going to sign in a sort of dark brown, I think. And you've gone for just ES, I suppose. E-J-S. Oh, yeah, I've called it my real... Those are my real initials. Oh, yeah. oh yes, because you're Ed MacArthur is your stage Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. But as an artist, you're Ed Smith. That's I suppose in, in 94, you didn't have a stage name. In 94, I didn't have, yeah, the mask, the alter ego. Yeah. It was just the truth. God, that's crazy. Do you know, alter egos are a big thing with confidence as well. Really? Pretend to be, yeah. If you, um, if you ask a really nervous kid mm-hmm. to do a speech, yeah. they're very nervous. And if you, oh no, there was a challenge, there was something like, um, there were a load of keys on a chain mm. and they had to unlock a lock. And you just had to keep doing trial and error. And most children would give up. Be like, oh, there's like 50 keys and none of them are working on this lock. Yeah. But if you ask the children to dress up as Batman and Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, yeah, they would uh, do it for longer. It would boost their resilience. Wow. What am I, why am I telling you this? That's interesting. I guess that's why we, um, why acting gives us more confidence. Dressing up as a different character. Yeah. So is Ed MacArthur the, the superhero of Ed Smith. Of Ed Smith, the acclaimed crab artist. <laughs> the award-winning crab yeah. artist of 94. Just two low-confidence guys bumbling their way through the world, one crab at a time. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Oh, anything to plug? Um, Your music. Oh, yeah, well, the albums are the on album. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Humoresque, 2019, mm-hmm. Friend of the Pod. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Lyra, I wrote, and then uh, there's stuff coming out next year. Great. Yeah. 
thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you want to see mine and Ed's crabs, and why wouldn't you, then follow Secret Artists on social media at Secret Art Pod. Ed's on Twitter at Ed underscore MacArthur and on Instagram at Ed MacArthur. Do check out his albums on Spotify because they are fantastic and keep a lookout for live shows he's doing next year. We're going to play you out now with an original song by Ed MacArthur. Here is North Face Jacket. Climbed mountains together. Look at the storms we've weathered. You make me feel safe. You make me feel warm. You make me feel cool and reborn. I'm talking about my North Face jacket. I've never known a love like you before. My North Face jacket. Lost, you know, I've never known a love quite like it. You keep me dry, you keep me alive. We've jumped out of helicopters, swam through shark infested waters. We slept together under the stars of Africa. Oh, you are the most technically advanced waterproof jacket built for the most challenging alpine environments. You're part of the Pinnacle Steep Series collection Featuring a Gore-Tex Fuse Farm Fabric composition This is the first time they've applied Fuse Farm Fabric technology to a Gore-Tex membrane The guys down at North Face Oh, the result is an impenetrable barrier against the wet As well as hyper-durability with targeted abrasion resistance By integrating mid-weight nylon with heavier-weight nylon In the hood, shoulders, sides and inner arms This jacket offers a low-profile, lightweight feel That is still strong enough to withstand Rigorous activity loaded with plenty of other technical features It's ready to deliver big mountain performance at very expensive prices North Face Jacket Never known a love like you before My North Face Jacket And also while I'm here, could I recommend the gilet? Never known a love quite like it. You keep me dry, you keep me alive. We've jumped out of helicopters, swam through shark-infested waters. We slept together, we f***ed under the stars of Africa. Oh. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.